0: Mm, I forgot about music, so I can look.
1: Uh, yeah, so there's a Blue Hearts song in the middle of Moteki. Mhm. So I was gonna. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I was gonna use that.
0: Okay, that'll work. Yeah. We don't have to have a a, a big debate over it yeah. <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, thankfully, Helen tweeted and was like, "Oh, you should just use that song."
0: So there's our contribution right there. One of us doesn't have to pretend to be her.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back to Manga in Your Ears. I'm Corey. April is with me. Hi, everybody. Uh, Helen is currently being destroyed by uh, grad school finals or whatever. Uh, so it's just us today. And we are here to talk about, uh, Time Strength or Kyoko, published by Viz, by, uh, Arena Tanamura, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, probably should have looked this up before I... Started <laughs> she has talking. a very
0: recognizable art style, so yes, it is her. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and then our last half will be the other Mitsuru Kubo manga, Mokteki. um... We are just revisiting old authors here. Uh, but first off, it's Time to Make Kyoko. Uh, it's.
0: The music, Cory, the music!
1: Alright, the music. <laughs> so. Uh, the song you heard at the top was uh, Linga Linga by the Blue Hearts, which was a reference in Moteki. Uh, since we did not think of music beforehand, thankfully Hella made the tweet contribution that said, oh, you should just use that. Uh, but let's see Time Stranger Kyoko was published in, From 2000 to 2001 It was just for basically exactly One year uh, By Shueisha and published over here By Viz Media It's just three volumes It's about this girl named uh, Kyoko Who is a Time Stranger And what that means is There are twelve um, Ring of Magical People and they all have various abilities. So Kyoko's is his time, and then some other people have, like, water or flower abilities. It was kind of like a weird...
0: <laughs> a
1: weird hodgepodge of people. Uh, uh. Yeah, but they needed to awaken all of their powers and collect all of them into the same room so Kyoko's sister could be awakened. Next... Basically, the short of it, Uh, April, what did you think of this manga?
0: Um, (laughs) it was a little all over the place. Uh, I think you say in the flower ability really gives a good idea of where it was. It just, well, first off, the series is only three volumes, so it's going to feel kind of compact anyway. And she has to collect quite a few people and quite a few, I guess, Yeah, in like three volumes. So yeah. you've got uh, maybe the the first half of the first volume, or the first three quarters of the first volume, to sort of establish the premise. Then you've got to collect all these people and all these stones in like the next two volumes. So um, it it definitely feels a little rushed. Um, the the strangers just seem very random. Um. Yeah, there's a lot going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not much time was given to any of the strangers or many of the strangers. Uh, like the first two volumes, uh, a chapter or two was dedicated to like who they were and what was uh, their immediate uh, circumstances. But then in the third volume, it just started like, and then we collected the rest of the strangers <laughs> except for this last one. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was really very sped up. Like, oh, well, we got the last one. So it just kind of was like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes me wonder, like, was this, this wasn't Tanimura's first series, was it?
0: Um, I don't, I don't think so. In the, in the sidebar, she doesn't talk like it is, but I, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, yeah, it looks like she did think of Deep John before this.
0: Oh, really? Yep. Huh.
1: Uh, so I think that says to me that uh <laughs> she had already established herself somewhat, so they're like, all right, you're not doing that well with this this manga uh we'll give you like five more chapters and then wrap it wrap it up.
0: Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened there yeah.
1: um, so she was given a bit more leeway than like a newer uh, a newer. Manga artist.
0: Yeah, it sort of feels like a series where she kind of combined a lot of things that maybe she likes or mm-hmm. maybe things that like plot lines that she uh, uh, was maybe interested in. Just like random plot lines she's always had. And she's like, let's just throw them all in this one series. And it's just yeah. it was kind of everywhere. There's the, the fish people, the flower people. I it, was, it, was, uh, it just felt like it was everywhere. Then there's the romance that's in there, which the romance... Um, doesn't really feel much different than normal there's the the person with the black hair and the person with the blonde hair and
1: yeah. and they're brothers you
0: know. <laughs> and she cries a lot about it and yeah. all that kind of stuff so
1: <laughs> yeah and they're also a part of like a dragon tribe that was wiped out uh 8 years ago or something
0: yeah 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 and they were the only they were the only two left right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that that storyline maybe could have gone somewhere if they had a little bit more time to flesh that. I did think that was kind of interesting, and um, how I think maybe they went when they went back in time to the dragon trap. That was interesting. That yeah. could have really gone somewhere, but it did not because yeah. they had to collect the other twenty five people to, mm. <laughs> to finish the story. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: did. I did feel like that story was actually going to be going somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that like Tanamura obviously had some ideas with it that she just kind of wrapped up within a page or two in volume three, um, but there there was something bigger there than what was allowed mm-hmm. to come out based on uh, what was on the page.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. That this is probably a series that wrapped uh that wrapped earlier than maybe she anticipated. I wouldn't say there's like a ton going on, but it it doesn't what is going on doesn't necessarily feel uh uh like conjoined together
1: all the time. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. It was kinda weird. Ooh, it has not OEV.
0: It I thought maybe there was something out for it. I feel like I'd I'd heard of something else for it besides just the manga, but
1: Yeah. I guess it's just eleven minutes.
0: Ah, well, I guess it wouldn't be that long, based on how long the manga is, so.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I do I do like the art in this one. I mean, it, it's her standard art, but mm-hmm. I, I do, I like it. A lot of times I'm kind of like, oh, God, it's so busy, and it's not like it's not busy in this. But I, I did like the art, and it seemed like she really, like, enjoyed uh, drawing the characters and having them in different outfits and what have
1: you. Yeah. It does seem like it, it is trying to tell an uplifting story, at least. Uh, It's not, like, this dour thing about this dragon tribe that was almost wiped out. uh, It's it's more like being able to chase uh, what you want in life and, like, being able to fulfill that. Mm.
0: I I think, and I can't, I don't want to spoil it, even as short as it is, but the way that the the storyline with her sister was rent or how that sort of played out felt like a real letdown. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then it just felt like a lot. I was like, that's okay. <laughs> just what it actually turned out to be and all of that was like, well
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: I guess
1: <laughs> Yeah. I think that got also has to do with like that all happening in the third volume. <laughs>
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe if
1: there was like one or two more volumes, this would feel more complete. But as yeah. it, was, it was just kind of like, this has, uh, I think this has a lot of potential, but ex- ex- the execution isn't really there. You have an extra I wonder, I, f- I
0: feel like this is an older, maybe an older uh, license, just looking at the book. Um, and I wonder if it was partially licensed just because at the time maybe she was popular. Not that it's terrible, but I wonder if it's just, it was another one. It was just a series of hers, so they picked it up. Because this, yeah. this does look a little bit...
1: Old. Yeah, I mean, Viz has uh, most, if not all, of Tanamura's stuff out. Uh, so maybe they got, like, a Tanamura deal.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I would think. I'm actually trying to see how many chapters this was. Mm, it was, like, 13. So it's not a very long series at all. Mm-hmm. It's, like, 13 with a couple of, like, bonus stories at the end. Yeah. And there's that random mascot character called Chocola.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand (laughs) that character at all.
0: No. I think she just wanted to have a mascot character because I feel like that particular character came up like twice.
1: Yeah. And it was just kind of like a not even a plot point, but like a jokey thing that just came out of nowhere. I didn't really get it.
0: Yeah.
1: It was. Uh, kind of like okay. that cute QB thing, I guess,
0: yeah, but but it like it was in no way tied to the plot, like it just yeah. appeared, it appeared one more time, but it was in no way tied to the plot, so yeah, um, and one like random thing that I noticed about this too, is there were a lot, I felt like for how long the series was, there were a lot of sidebars, like a lot, <laughs> and um and then um. In every, almost in every chapter, she talks about like the cover page before, or like a special drawing that she did for every chapter. So there's actually a lot of like authored notes throughout the series.
1: Yeah, I it's think just I that remember. the series
0: is everywhere. So <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I remember her talking a lot about uh, like doing the covers for the for the previous volume <laughs> or for like the previous uh, magazine. A lot in her previous series as well, or not mm-hmm. necessarily her previous series, but like the ones that I've read before this.
0: Right. Yeah. I really am surprised to hear that Phantom Thief came out before this. Yeah. I mean, it's Phantom Thief, and we've talked about that series previously on the podcast. But Phantom Thief definitely had some of that, some of that same, um, it's everywhere feeling. But at the end, it feels like at least considerably more cohesive than this. So I'm surprised that this. Came out afterwards because I would have assumed that this came out before.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does feel, it still feels pretty raw in terms of uh, plotting and mm. character direction, uh, in the same way that King of Thief John did.
0: Mm, that that is true. Yeah, and the the romance feels very um, not new at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all.
1: It's just so. going to hit similar beats as the other one.
0: Mhm 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 so it makes me wonder um if her other series are like that cuz I don't think I've read more than what we've talked about on the podcast. Um so I'd be at least interested to see if if a lot of her series hit
1: similar beats.
0: Yeah. But maybe that's something we can explore later on. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh well any anything to close this out?
0: Um I think this one was generally forgettable. <laughs> I it, it, I just I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about it. I mean, I like the art. The art is memorable, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it was really all over the place. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I i just enjoy reading Tanamura's work. So uh, mm. I liked it overall, but yeah, it was definitely rough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Uh, with that, let's take a break. And then we'll be back to talk about Moteki.
0: So we are back, and we are here to talk about uh, Moteki. It is by Mitsuru Kubo. Um, the series is put out by Vertical. Um, it has four volumes total, but right now the first omnibus is out, which is two volumes. Uh, Moteki focuses on the main character. Um, it's a guy named Fujimoto, and uh, he's, he's just turned 30, I think. Um, and he has had uh, absolutely no luck in dating, love, at all he's had his heart broken but he's never really had um a long-term relationship and then he sort of literally wakes up one day and he's getting phone calls and emails and messages from all of these women that he used to know and now they're suddenly um suddenly interested in him and want to go on dates with him so he's basically uh the series is called moteki because it's a, a, a moteki is apparently a period of popularity um which is what uh, Fujimoto, Fujimoto is suddenly experiencing at 30 um, so this first omnibus uh, follows him as he dates and gets to know and interacts with various women, some women he went to high school with um, some women he worked with and just sort of him kind of navigating just relating to other people mostly women, um, but some other people that he knows as well uh wiki calls it sort of a rom-com but it doesn't like it doesn't really feel that way uh, it feels i don't know i don't know how to put it i don't want to say realistic because rom-coms can be um but uh fujimoto definitely has self-esteem issues and uh it makes this first omnibus really interesting i didn't like Fujimoto for the first two thirds of the volume. So that's how it started for me. I don't know how it started for you, Corey. Uh
1: yep, I agree. Uh, Fujimoto <laughs> was uh, just kind of the vehicle through which to learn about these various girls who he's mm. been uh a to for like, his entire life. Pretty much. Now, well not his entire life, you know, but like for the last Three or four years or whatever it is. So yeah, I didn't know how I would feel about this uh, coming out of it, but it seems in that last third that, yeah, he's starting to learn uh, mostly through the help of uh, Naoko, I think it is, uh, Yeah, who is a former classmate of his from high school. She was in going she used to sing. Linga Linda at the top of her drawings, I guess in in the middle of class, but yeah uh he he, he he's kind of awful uh but i I described this on Twitter as like a very real manga about a guy who is not at all likable
0: not at all yeah. i mean really there's there's sort of the you have the unlikable characters that are just kind of annoying or they're kind of like stand-ins, but there's nothing really, uh, there's nothing really that stands out about him. Like uh, Fujimoto is like really not a likable person. Like he, like if I met him in real life, I would not like him. (laughs) I would stay away from him. Um, so that it, it, I wanted to put it down two thirds and just sort of take a break, but then it's kind of like, man, what like what's gonna happen to him? Like it's obvious that he has like larger, uh, larger issues with himself and with women. But it's just, I I came out of it. I came out of the first omnibus uh, actually really just liking the series itself and interested to see where it will go. Um, I think some of the women have more interesting backstories than he does. Um, I was kind of surprised at how much the author explored that. Um, Some of the troubles that some of the women had dating and all that, I thought were interesting that that she brought up.
1: Yeah. Uh, It seems like Fuji uh, is kind of this representation of the MRA internet type that Mm -hmm. just feels like they they deserve anything that they want. Mm -hmm. And why don't they just like me because I'm nice and then <laughs> Ikska, uh is kind of the foil to that where she she is this kind of like not really tomboyish but not uh, overtly feminine either right um, I
0: think, yeah. yeah I think that's the way I would the way I would describe her mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, and she's a photographer she's also in this similar situation as Fuji she hasn't really had this heavy boyfriend uh, there's a lot of Talk about virginity and sex in this as mm. well, because you're uh, you're going through that age and you're getting older, and like society has taught us that we need to hit these milestones in our life when that is not necessarily right.
0: true. Right, not uh, true at all. <laughs> yeah.
1: But she she takes this much differently than than Fuji does, where Fuji kind of just like. Lashes out internally and becomes very self-loathing and like gains a lot of weight at one point, but then loses it back because he mm. just becomes very sad with himself. But she is just go- goes into her work and just like consumes herself complete with completely with that. And it mm-hmm. seems to be a, a job that is male-dominated, so she doesn't really have to think about that much either because there's not other uh not that this is like always the case but there's not other women there to like challenge her on uh what they're going through and uh having herself comparing to them
0: right and then Fuji sort of has his his hometown friends or like the group of guys that pop up maybe once in the series
1: once so far at least
0: yeah, 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 so far. Yeah. Um and he sort of well, they understand me. They understand what it's like and of course when he goes home they all have girlfriends or at least women that they're interested in or they're getting married or whatever. He just it he just has a lot of resentment that feels that that isn't unfamiliar, that can feel familiar, but he just it's very it's very off putting and it's it's interesting. The, the series is able to show how much his resentment really colors his interactions, even with, uh, is Itzka, I think. Mm -hmm. So they they both seem like they want the same thing, but they have a totally different view of what's actually happening in the relationship. But they, it seems like they obviously both want the same thing. It's it just, I thought that that was really realistic. Like her insecurities are color in the way that she interacts with him. And then his are doing the exact same and they can never seem to be on the same page. Or he takes any interest from her is like, now's the time to go for it. And she's like, I don't, I'm not ready. You know, it just, it was yeah. very Like,
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah I mean they have, they have like a especially awkward sequence when they just like go take a train an hour away and then oh like, it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it felt um uh, in character for both of them, yeah. he thinks that like oh she she at least thought she wanted to have sex with me so now i can do anything and she's sort of like i don't know and he's totally missing any cues from her because he just thinks now it's my chance and he does that repeatedly throughout the series where he just thinks if he gets one cue he's got to go for it and completely just misses uh misses everything else Mm
1: -hmm. and it is that uh perception from men that's like, it, well, if they're giving me attention, then they must like me, and it's not <laughs> like, not the case.
0: It's a little more nuanced than yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he meets various other women besides her. There's... Uh, I cannot remember her name. There's the woman that he met after he had gained weight. There's the woman that he met that he can't seem to forget, but that he... He'd wanted to sleep with and then wound up sleeping with um, her sister or something similar. It just he had oh, a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> so
1: yeah. yeah, now I'm remembering. Yeah, the, uh-huh. so the first woman was uh, a co a former coworker, and uh, she was into music. They went to a music festival together, and then the second was Ixka, and then the third one was like she. He also he almost accidentally ran over her with a bike but then he just fell over, and then they, like, s- sort of developed some relationship because they're fellow bloggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird manga.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, There's there's a lot going on. And then sort of the one person that he does wind up actually i think it's the only person he sleeps with his wife he like he clearly doesn't find her attractive Mm -hmm. so then it gives you a good eye into how he actually feels about women that he's not attracted to because apparently if he's not attracted to you basically don't exist yeah you're not worth his time which is another one of his major issues is that he 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 obviously feels entitled to women that he's attracted to, but doesn't know how to interact with women that he's not attracted to because they don't exist.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This guy's got issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know if I would call it an issue, but I think the women that he interacts with are interesting. And I hate that. Like, I would hate to think that all they'll wind up potentially being by the end of the series is a catalyst for him to learn how to not be an asshole. So I'm hoping that it winds up being a little bit more than that, that that the women get a little more out of it than just being a bunch of cheerleaders and people he can, um, uh, people that he can uh, not be so nice to uh, until he figures out how to not be an asshole. So
1: (laughs) yeah,
0: we'll see where that goes. Uh, I definitely think it's, a different series than the other series that she has out right now so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is a, a departure from what again was like
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I do like it. It's a it's something different. So
1: Yep. Um, there's only one more on the bus. So it's Yeah, not, I was like a I was
0: actually I was actually a little disappointed to hear that. I thought maybe it would be like six. I didn't anticipate it being super long, like eight at the most, and that's really pushing it. But I was surprised to find out that it was only like one more omnibus. So um we haven't really gotten into the habit of revisiting series, but this might be one worth revisiting down the line once we finish it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'd like to get, get Helen's take on it uh, because I don't, <laughs> like it, so I, <laughs> no, I don't think she would like it. So I don't think she
0: like it at all. <laughs> I just want to
1: see what she would say about it. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's one of the few that I've read where like the main character like made me like it just I don't know if it hit too close to home or people know people like this or whatever. It's just like I really like I really don't like this guy. And then it was sort of like, well, it is it something with me? Like, am I supposed to be enjoying this or am I supposed to like the main characters? I mean, I just really did not like this. I'm like,
1: Oh God. <laughs> yeah. No, I was with you. Uh, yeah. and then I was, I was almost to the point where I was like, do I even want to get the second volume? Uh, <laughs> like, I think that was about, like, about the halfway point, but I'm like, Oh, yeah. there's only one more volume.
0: <laughs> it's like, but do we really care about him though? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, if you're yeah, at that point, definitely finish the volume at least. Yeah, go uh, ahead
0: and finish it. Yeah, because it is like very easy to quit in the middle. That's 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 what uh, that's what the podcast is good for. Because I can talk to another person and be like, "Were you ready to quit in the middle?" Because I was. <laughs> um, so if you get to the middle and you really want to put it down, apparently the both of us felt that way, and that doesn't happen to me very often. I'm I get bored or I pick it up a little bit later. But this was mm-hmm. like I don't want to touch this again. Yeah. Um, so if you can get past that halfway point, it it's. It's an interesting case study in human beings. <laughs> but I don't know if that if that wraps it up or if you even have any any final thoughts before we before we close it out. Uh,
1: no, I think we pretty much covered all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, what else is there to say? We'll have to uh, uh, maybe post some kind of uh, I don't know what you would call it, an epilogue or something, where maybe we get just Helen's take because yeah, she has worthwhile takes that that should be hers. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like uh, that wraps us up, so uh, I think I'm going to toss it to Corey. Where can we where can we find you online?
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at ImpassionateK, and then I have another podcast called The Taiku Podcast, where I talk about sports anime most of the time, uh, T-A-I-I-K-U. Uh, you can find those episodes at taikupodcast.com, and you can also find these episodes at taikupodcast.com, and then click the manga in your ears thingy. <laughs>
0: And you can find uh, me on Twitter at Mongeoran. I actually um, wrote a review for Moteki at uh, the OASG. So I will uh, link that on my Twitter after the show. But uh, we will see you all uh, in a couple of weeks for a new old series and a new new series. So we'll be back.